This is JMJ Real Talk with Josh, Maria, and Jolene. Uh, this topic could be a little risque. Uh, what is shoulding? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not say that. I said shoulding. S H O U L D I N G. Yes. Well, shoulding is is not a positive thing that you do to yourself. So shoulding is when you're like, oh, I should have done that, or I shouldn't have said that, or oh, I should have done this. Um, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. <laughs> Every single day. I should have done this. I should have done this three days ago. Instead, I slept. But I should have. I really should have. I should have stayed late at work instead of going home at 3.15. So now I have to go in on the weekend to make plans for next week. I should have made sure that I was unmuted when I was recording that video. (laughs) 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 We should all over ourselves. I should have handled that behavior differently Differently. yes or i should have built a better connection with that student shoulding is are the things that you know could be different if you made a different choice but a lot of times we see it at the end and it's like ah that's not the right way and i feel that sometimes we tend to live in the past instead of moving forward yes and and i feel like it's not just the past but it's also the future so we need to live in the present We need to be in the present because when we live in the past or we look only to the future, then uh, that's all we're doing is shitting on ourselves. And so we need to make sure that we're giving ourselves a break. Why is shitting an obstacle in life? I think Jolene already kind of said it is that we're not able to move forward because we're thinking either about the past or we're thinking about the future and we're not in the present in, in order to be able to see it clearly at what choices we currently have. And we just, we get stuck. We've, we're like that bottle of glue in your drawer over there. We just get stuck. And then, and then it's, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't make it even better when we should on ourselves. It just makes it worse. And so it's not, it's not healthy because we can't move forward. That's not helpful. When you stay in the past, you're not able to look towards the future. And really, if we're just like, ah, it was what it was. I made a choice to do that. And now I have to live with that consequence. Either it's a natural consequence, you know, whatever it may be. I made the choice to do that. Now I have to move forward. It's like our last episode where we talked about trust. And it's kind of that point where, you know, if if I stay in the past and I think that that's always going to happen or I'm always going to make that same mistake over and over again, then I'm not going to be able to form healthy relationships. I'm not going to be able to trust myself (laughs) that I will do better next time. And I think that we are like in the perfect profession right now because we, even if, well, not at this moment with COVID. Wait, I understand. Is that because I got some looks at that comment? You it, didn't it, see. Is that because through. every five minutes something changes in our profession? Like yes. right now, I feel like we've had thirty-five thousand new schedules every, you know, right. two hours. Well, what I'm trying to say is that every day is a new day, and every day can be totally different, and every five minutes could be totally different. But we have we have a better decision to make within that next five minutes, within that next day, within the next year. And I I often tell my student teachers that, you know what? Hey, guess what? You, you, you don't feel very good about that lesson that you just did and you're shooting all over yourself. But guess what? You get to do that same lesson again next year and you'll know how to do it better because you know what you did wrong. And in terms of working with kids with behaviors, you know, when you react versus respond to um, a child that's an upset, instead of 
you know, at the end of the day going, ah, I should have done this. I should have done that. In the moment, you know what you did wasn't the right way of handling it. So, so own it and say, you know, that's not the way I want to talk to you. Let me, let me try again. Well, and that is so powerful in the moment because a child typically doesn't see that. They don't see, oh, the adult made the mistake and they're saying, I'm sorry. Uh, That's not typical. But when you own up to your own behavior at the moment to say, hey, I made a mistake. I shouldn't. There it is. Shouldn't. I should have said this instead. I I could have. And it's so hard to change that word from your vocabulary. But to a child to be able to say, I am sorry, that is extremely powerful and they have so much empathy you know when you own up to that how often do you should oh man i should all over myself (laughs) every day every day i caught myself yesterday had a barbecue you guys were there happy birthday yes and i i was just cooking and i did something and i was like i should have done i shouldn't have done and i'm like and i actually stopped myself i was like oh wait a minute no i'm not gonna say that i could have done that i didn't but I could have, and um, I was able to move on from from it. So I feel now that I know that I do that, I'm I'm more aware, and, I, and it's always about the awareness with all the stuff that we've been talking about. Once you're aware of it, then you can change it. And being aware enough to want to make the change. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're going to do it every time. No. But as long as you're aware enough that you're saying, okay, I'm going to choose to do it differently next time, even just a tiny amount different next time, Right. that's what's going to help the most uh for me i also had uh, a big moment yesterday where i was shooting all over myself as well and it's like okay i should have gone to school i should have gone back to school last year or the year before i had an opportunity to do that at that time i didn't feel it was the right thing or i didn't have the confidence to do that and i just kept going you know in my own mind i should have i should have and then it's like and i stopped myself it's like okay what can i do right now how can i make that choice to do that now And I did. And we're very proud of you. Thank you. Shitting on yourself is almost, I wouldn't say as bad, but we also have to be cautious of not shooting on other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, they should have done that. You went walking down the hall and you see a teacher in the hallway with a student who's having a uh, an episode of issues and behaviors. Oh, if I was in that spot, I would do this. They should do that. But I have even said that to like students or even my own boys. What should you be doing? So I that should we be throwing things in the hallway? Yeah, we could be, but <laughs> we shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think I feel like our vocabulary with others is helpful too because I've oh my goodness, I've said that to students, I've said it to my own kids. And so, you know, it's it what is that uh, you know, with knowledge comes great responsibility. And so I'm so sorry you listeners, now you know. <laughs> Now you know things that now you have to be like, oh, I need to work on that. So if you don't want to work on yourself, you probably should stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> but but what we what we help others to fix or to move through to make different choices, we strengthen in ourselves. And so the more you practice it, the more you, you know, when somebody comes to you and they're like, ah, I should have done this instead of that with this kid, you you help them by saying, well, that's not the choice you made. That was your choice then. What could you choose next time? You know, helping them to find that next step and, and how can you better that for them and, and for 
their future. Well, and even in that moment to say, okay, you feel that you could have done something different. You still have that choice to go to that person or that child and repair that relationship even at that moment. And I think even even with yourself, not just with other people, you can also give yourself, okay, so what two things could I have done in this situation? And I feel like that's helpful. That's been helpful for me to make that shift, even though I still shit on myself all the time. So what should you do instead of shitting? Well, changing the vocabulary is key. So I could have done this or I can do this or these are the choices that I was up against. We've talked about a lot of it. You know, it's it's about flipping it to living in the past, to taking the moment as it is so that you can move forward to make a different choice next time. If you continue to dwell on, you know, I am a notorious overthinker. Anybody else out there? We all are in this group. Oh my goodness. And so when you... You are a notorious overthinker. You know what? I feel like most people in education are overthinkers. I wouldn't say all, but I feel like most people are because they're like, those are the type of people who are kind of also a little bit anal about things and they're just like, they have to have things down to a specific science. That lesson didn't go well. What can I do next time? Yeah. And so I always think about shooting as kind of overthinking. It already happened. Let it go. Move on. Make a different choice next time. And it, it's easier said than done. Uh, you know, I, it's Saturday. We're, we're recording on a Saturday today. And I'm thinking about things that happened on Tuesday. You know, oh, I really should not have done that. I, I said that and that's not the way I wanted it to come out. You know, interacting with adults, interacting with kids. And so how can I how can I move forward? And instead of being stuck in the past, I have to say when a situation comes up like this again, because it will. I'm going to take a moment and be able to make the choice. Do I want to go down the rabbit hole that I went down last time? Or do I want to make something better and probably have to learn from again as well, but making a different choice? We've talked a little bit about choices with the with the whole to do what you should do instead of shooting. Why is it important to give choices? Well, I think I feel like it's important to give choices because then you're able to make that pivot. You're able to turn the situation around and it helps you grow as a person or it helps a student grow as a person when you give them choices. And it's not just about, you know, you know, if you do this and this is going to happen, it, it could be like, hey, here is here's two positive choices. You could either do this or this. What works for you? And I feel like then their self-talk is, well, I can do this or I could also do this. Which which comes down to empowerment. And we've talked mm-hmm. about empowerment in almost almost every uh, episode that we've had. But giving choices allows the kid when they come to a moment of shooting. Mm-hmm. to make a choice to not, to move forward rather than staying in the past. And so choices, as little as they sound. You know, I have a niece and nephew, and a lot of times, you know, we'll have something that they don't like. And it's like, oh, okay, what do we, what do you, you know, you have to eat it. This is what's for dinner, you know. And so, well, do you want to eat the potatoes or do you want to eat the green beans? You know, it's something as small as that as a choice. So that when they get to something that's big of making a choice for, you know, how they responded to being called a name or how they how they respond to somebody throwing dirt on them. It gives them the option. It shows them the empowerment that they have just with eating dinner and it translates into bigger issues and so that they now know how they can 
be contributing members of society and to also protect themselves. And so giving them that option as a as a, just a, you know, five-year-old is... Or younger. Or I younger. Mean, it, it can be younger, too. Because I remember uh, when the boys were about 18 months and I had come to the realization that I was done wrestling alligators in the morning to get clothes <laughs> on. And it was like, okay, now we're going to play a game. Okay, would you like to put on your socks first or your shirt first? And they're like, oh, ooh, it's a game, you know? So I feel like at the sooner that you could start, the better off. That way, as you said, when the, when the situations get bigger and they're harder to choose, they have that foundation to build upon. And we've talked about like the, the positive choices because, you know, if you're, if you're kind of have this like if you ask the question at the end of the two choices of what works better for you and you kind of seem like you're being a little snarky probably that you don't have two positive choices do you want to eat your broccoli or do you want to go to bed hungry what's better for you <laughs> what's better for you you know those those are not two positive choices yeah now you would hope that they would choose the broccoli over going to bed hungry but you're not giving them really an option it's it's this or this and it's not it's not giving them them something that would be helpful but if they have broccoli and meat on their table on their plate would you like broccoli or meat first what are you going to eat first what's better for you that's two positive choices they're not missing out on a dinner they're not missing out on anything they're they're able to make a choice and move on or putting the emphasis on what you want you know so like do you want to go to burger king or do you want to go to dairy queen <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think so Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Is that yeah, what that's it? Good at Dairy Queen's a choice, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that what? Is that what? <laughs> and that's that is so hard to do as like a parent. I know giving your kids choices it can be scary, but if you start small, then it gets to a point where they come home and they're like, "Hey, mom, you know this happened today, and I knew I could take, I could knew I could handle it either this way or this way, and I chose this way, and you know, then you have that moment of, okay, I did something right. I know that I know you're going to be okay when you like graduate in two years. It's important when they make those choices and they choose to also encourage their their choice. So in episode five, we talked about approval versus encouragement. And when you encourage their choice, it teaches them that y- it may not be the choice you would have, mm-hmm. but it, it celebrates that you pick. You're mm-hmm. capable of picking from two things. You know, if you're going to be in a principal one day and you are working at, 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 and you're having an interview and, you know, you say to the candidate, would you like to teach third grade or fourth grade? And they sit back and go, um, uh, I, well, um, uh, third or fourth grade, that's a pretty simple choice to pick. But if they had not been encouraged to make a choice throughout their time, they're not going to know how that they can say, oh, third grade is my dream or fourth grade is my dream. If they have been taught that their choices are encouraged and what they choose is encouraged, they're going to be able to make that decision a lot faster. We want to make sure that we empower kids to make those choices so that they're not later shooting on themselves. And I feel like this last year has been, well, a should show um, because it's it's really hard when 
Did you just say a should show? Yes. <laughs> I just did a should show. Okay. Yeah. I think that we might need to uh, make a shirt. We might need to make a shirt that says should show 2021. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I feel like because it's been so difficult, all the difficult things that we've had to do. I mean, being online, my own sons being online. And I feel like this, this seriously, this last year has been a should show. It was like, well, we should have done it this way or that way. And I feel like sometimes we just need to give each other a break and be like, okay, well, yeah, we could have done something differently, but in the moment, it it was hard and you're going to should on yourself and uh, there's going to be moments where the time of stress is just, it's all you can do. But as long as you're aware of it and you, you try to make that change, try to change your vocabulary for yourself and for others, you're, you're just going to be in a more healthy place. We've talked about choices as being, you know, one of the main ways of teaching how to not should. How can you teach children or people to not should all over other than just choices? I think just having the, the conversation. I mean, I'm just thinking back as we're talking and I don't know how many times I've come to both of you and say, okay, I have, I have this or I have this choice I have to make and I'm not sure what to do. And you both don't tell me, well, you should do this or you should do that. You let me figure it out on my own. It might take me a few weeks to figure it out, but eventually I do. And then you're like, yay, that's the choice I wanted you to make. And it's <laughs> like, well, why didn't you tell me that two <laughs> weeks ago? I've been dwelling on this for, you oh, know, can't dream and <laughs> I can't move on. Oh, no. <laughs> We've been found out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited when you finally made the decision. I, I was like, you could probably hear the joy in oh, my I voice. Did. I did. And I was I like, could see, oh, yeah, oh. that's what she wanted me to do. And yeah. She should have told me that, but she didn't because she wanted me to figure it out for myself. Well, I, I, I think it's a more of like a joy for yourself. If you can figure things out on your own, if people tell you what you should do. And I think that goes with how we can teach people not to should on ourselves is not to should on them. Right. When we do that and we should on people, then they don't get that joy juice. Right. Of making that decision for themselves. Right. I made that choice. I did it. I, I am responsible for that choice. Right. And the, I'm not going to go back to you and say, hey, Jolene, you shouldn't have told me to do or, that. Or, you know, it's really your fault because I didn't do that. And you said that that was a bad thing to do. And I should have done that. And that's not the situation I want to be in. And I, I'm sure you want to do that. Right. I but that it, joy it, juice within yourself of making those types of decisions, making any kind of life decision that is the moment that you want in your life. You don't want someone shooting on you. So then you feel like you have to do what they're shooting on when you. You're taking their power away. Yes. Even that person is wanting you wanting your feedback to say, hey, what should I do? When you tell them what to do, you're taking away their power. Yes. Oh, and it also it brings back to that moment where my cousin said, you know what you should do. You already know what you should do. <laughs> or you know what you could do or whatever he said. And I was like, ah, that sucks. <laughs> Because I do, but I just don't want to. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and really, nobody wants to be told what to do. I mean, if you think about it, when you are when you are a teenager and yeah. mom and dad come in and they say, go clean your room. Mm. Or you can't go out with your friends until your room is cleaned. Mm -hmm. You hate that. <laughs> My you, boys would never be able to leave the house. <laughs> you hate that. 
even as adults, we know what we should do. Oh, yes. But we don't want somebody else to tell us. No. Like, Uh -uh. you know, I I am going to be teaching a different grade level this this fall. And packing up my classroom is something that I really need to be working on because, you know, we only have a few short days left of school. And then I'm going to have to be heading out and, and moving into a new building and moving into a new grade level. And I feel like I've made the choice to not necessarily spend a lot of time doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and I could be like, yeah. oh, I should do that. Oh, I should do that. And it nothing like irritates me more when somebody's like, well, you choose to not spend your time doing that. Yeah. Not necessarily with just packing, but in general, it's <laughs> like, yeah. no, you have a choice. I know I have a choice, but I don't want somebody to point out that I have a choice. I want to just like make the decision and be on with it, you know? Right. And so when you tell somebody else what to do or how to use their time, it kind of pisses them off. Mm-hmm. But if you, well, what do you think? How do you feel about that decision? If you made this decision, what would happen? If you made that decision, what would happen? And I think you it know what you want to do. You do. Mm. You do know, but it, it's still, <laughs> it's still hard. Hard. I no, want to sit in the backyard and <laughs> have a fire or, you know, go to the pool. Joy juice. Or That's what I want. I want some joy juice. Give grace to yourself, those around you and people who are learning to not should. Shoulding is a huge part of our society because of societal pressures. Give grace, make a choice, and live your life with intention. This was JMJ Real Talk. Tune in next time for more on social emotional health.